Welcome back, boys. You're listening to the Fantasy Pack Podcast. Oh, yo, yo, Fantasy Pack Podcast, April 26th. It's draft week. Jake, what's going on, homie? I am diving deep into some NFL prospects and, you know, trying to get as educated as I can on them before they get drafted so we can get some analysis out, um, you know, when they do get drafted and we find their landing spots. That's Ben. What's up? How have you been? I'm chilling. Today was, I mean, I feel like you guys are going to get a little versed on Jake and I, like, being Brewers fans. But the Brewers just lost a heartbreaker today, and Jake and I may or may not have gotten how things were handled. Um, a little bit of a rough day, but, I mean, other than the Brewer game, it's been a great day. I'm, I'm doing great. I also, I also may have not had a lock that was on the opposite side of that, too. Yeah, this um, guy obviously. this guy bets against <laughs> our favorite team. So. There is a <laughs> system play. Had to. Had terrible. To. Terrible. I, I had to. I was cheering for the Brewers, wanted them to win. Wasn't happy with the pitching decision that their head coach made, manager made. I love but, you, Craig uh, Council. I know you're listening. Yeah, Craig, if you're listening, I, I probably wouldn't have thrown got, but, you know, you're winning some and you lose some, and the bullpen was tired, so get him, go get him tomorrow. That's hey, what all we, we say. What, were we t- what did we say? We said, um, no, you said, like, something about – like the good teams always find a way to win those ones, and the Brewers normally have been winning those. But yes, yeah, yeah. It's just... like the the good teams find in baseball, at least, and basketball, I'd say, because there's so many games of the year. But they just find ways to win games that they shouldn't win. And like today was a great example of that, where they were in prime position to win a game, and some late inning heroics did not go their way. So, you know, they're still a good team though, and we're still second central and. You know, top ten par rankings. Depending so. on how the Cardinals, depending on how the Cardinals do, they're still tied first. But I mean, well, all right. I, I guess it's yeah. Mike, all right. Back to the NFL. Here, here. News and notes. It. it is really, really heavy on the news and notes today. Oh yeah, there's so much news by, in the NFL. By, wow. by super heavy, I mean there's literally none. T. Higgins will miss the off season with a shoulder injury. What do you think the ramifications are for T? Um, you know, he's, it's going to be his third year, I believe in the league. Um, he played well his rookie year, didn't have an off season camp. Last season was his first off season camp. I I don't think this is going to affect him too much. Him and Joe Burrow obviously have a good connection. Um, I personally, yeah, I think he's, as long as he's playing by the third or fourth preseason game and he's playing 80% of snaps week one, I don't think this affects him season long personally. Not yeah, I, I like, so I agree with you if he, if he is able to get preseason work in, but offseason, let's say if this goes up to week one, I'm actually really nervous about him because there's actually a stat. Like if you guys want to go back to redraft this year, a lot of people were excited about Kenny Galladay. You know, he got the bag in New York. But he had this nagging injury. I think it was his hamstring. And yeah. everybody was like, well, as soon as he comes back from that, he's going to be dynamite. And he started the season with that injury, and it just really never left him. And that's just kind of how I'm feeling with T right now. Obviously, if he can get into camp and he's healthy, then I, all, everything, everything's a go for him because Cincinnati is going to be very, very fun to watch this year. 
But if he goes into the season with an injury, I'm going to be a little nervous. So that's just my take on on T at the, the moment. One, the one different thing um, between um, – I don't know you compared Kenny Galladay. Um, between their injuries is it's a shoulder versus a hamstring. Uh, hamstring oh, definitely. I just – Definitely, like, it's link. Yeah, I feel what you're saying, but I just want to p- point out that, like, the hamstring soft tissue definitely has a bigger tendency to linger on season long. Right. So, although we are, like, just caution around T, like, if you're going to miss the offseason, yeah, you got to keep your eyes on him, I guess. But, like, you know, there was a lot higher probability that Kenny got, it was going to be re-aggravated with Kenny than there probably will be with T. But then again, if T does re-aggravate it, could be out for the year. Like it's, you know, got it's again, it's like give and take here, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the T Higgins news we have for now. Obviously it's very vague. We're in April, nothing really to be worried about at the moment. As we get closer to the season in the next five months, we'll have more news in other news. This is probably the headline of the, of the week. I'd say it just yes. came out today. Is Darren Waller's getting traded to the Packers? And if so, what will the Raiders get in return? I just want to remind everybody that Devontae Adams got traded to the Raiders from the Packers, and he only took a first and a second rounder. So what does this mean for Darren Waller if if he gets traded to the Packers, and what does it mean for the Packers on Waller? I mean, what does it mean for the Raiders? Raiders? My, my bad. Um... So I know I'm just going to refresh for people that didn't see. Supposedly, he was supposed to be in the initial trade instead of the second-round pick, but some rules about trading players that haven't signed the extension that goes to the franchise tag, he could not be in that deal. Um, Do I think he's worth a second-round pick? Probably a little more than that. But if I'm the Packers, as much as I want to see Darren Waller in green and gold, I'm a little cautious about him. You know, he's going to be on the wrong side of 30 soon gonna need to get paid soon and like I don't know of many tight end contracts that work out great for the team when they sign a big deal after they turn 30 but and he was a little banged up last year it's like he didn't he wasn't that great he got so many targets when he played and I mean I would assume he would dominate healthy and best case scenario in Green Bay but um I would say the two would be a fair a fair trade I think considering you're going to need to pay him soon and yeah. he's getting older. But, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Um, in that extent, just, like, what the Packers would have to do, like, in the coming seasons, I've just been kind of thinking about it from a fantasy. And the things that stand out to me right away is actually not what happens to Waller on the Packers because if he goes to the Packers, I mean, Waller's going to be fantasy, very fantasy relevant with – Right, it'll be probably top four tight end, right? ADP right. Wise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but the thing that really gets me going, and you know, on this guy for a while, like, what does this do not only for Devontae Adams but for Hunter Renfro? All of a sudden, are they both top twenty wide receivers? It's very true. It yeah, it's just I think it's it even opens more up so many possibilities. Like, the interesting thing about it would be like, when was the last time Josh McDaniels had two top twenty receivers? Probably Randy Moss and Wes Welker. But he's I was always so. like supported the tight end position, so it's like it'd be very interesting. But he would like almost need to go back to like, yeah, yeah, 
lot of lot of impact. And then there's the draft. Like the Packers would draft receivers more than likely. Yeah. But like the Raiders, like if it's Foster Monroe the guy, are they gonna draft a tight end or do they they gonna draft a third wide receiver? Are they gonna draft like a burner, a guy to replace rugs? Like like who knows? They very well could do that. I yeah. Yeah, lot, honestly definitely a situation to monitor. As you said that, I mean Foster Moreau Foster Moreau the games that actually was, was serviceable for anybody that had I, Darren Waller. I like him. Yeah, anybody would know that Foster Moreau was key weeks twelve through fifteen or sixteen um when he was injured during the playoffs and I played him. He got me seven to ten fantasy points. He's relevant. Obviously Devontae's there now, but if Waller goes to the Packers, I am extremely interested on what this not only does for Devontae, but what this does for Hunter Renfro because that just shows me the amount of confidence that and on the Packers side, I it's hard for me to see Waller be more fantasy relevant than he was in Las Vegas. Just because we've seen mm-hmm. we've seen it with Some Robert targets. Tunyon. Like, Robert Tunyon is a, a touchdown machine, but how many targets is he going to get, you know? So, I think they'd find a way to get him incorporated. Definitely. I think you would see a lot of um, really random, like, comparison. But because the similarities in offense, I think he would run a few routes like Cooper Cup ran. Because they use – the Rams, they use Cooper Cup basically like a tight end in the run game. And that allows him to get these short catches on the outside. And he's obviously great after the catch, but he's also going up against linebackers. Well, Waller's kind of the same deal where he, you know, he's a tight end, but like he's, he has wide receiver skills for days. And like, he's also great after the catch and just those quick couple of ways to get him the ball. Like it'd be hard for me to see him. Like if he's healthy, he could easily see 10 targets a game. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. It's all hypotheticals. It's all um, very new as well. Definitely. Anyway. Um, I, to be honest, as a Packers fan, I kind of would like to see them go the route of keeping their picks and taking wide receivers in the draft. But that's personally just me. That's a whole other story, though. There's a lot to unpack here with Waller to the Packers. We're going to wait until something actually happens to go over it. Like, wait, we'll wait until the draft. Detail. We'll talk about it next week. And yeah, yeah. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen before before the draft. That's just every. That's how it happens because you, you don't draft rookies and then trade them. That's just. It's not how it works because, you know, they're your guys at that point. So, it's going to – days leading up to Thursday, if we see Debo, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin was in the news and notes last week, and now Darren Waller, like, fantasy could really be shaken up in the next two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very well put. The Panthers aren't expected to trade for Baker out of Thursday. Not to to say that I told you so, but uh, (laughs) I told you so. The Panthers and Baker don't like each other, okay? Um, The Seahawks, however, I don't understand how they aren't just pacing back and forth trying to get Baker. In your opinion, there's nobody in the draft that's better than Baker that could take over in Seattle. In my opinion, with with the Seattle's draft capital, I think that there is one guy, and that's Kenny Pickett, that I think is better than Baker um, that they could get. Obviously we both really like Malik Willis, but I don't see him getting to anywhere that the Seahawks could take him. 
It's a conversation oh, for later. Yeah, it definitely is. But what I is, agree with that point, What is yeah. your? Yeah, you just totally agree um, all the way across. I'll give I'll give my thoughts on the point. Um, I did think Baker would be a good fit in Carolina, but you're right. I saw the notification. I immediately thought of you, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh well, we're going to talk about this later." Definitely. So, uh, and I was expecting, and I told you so, and you did, dreadfully so. But uh, I do think Baker on the Seahawks would be good. I think he's going to get a, a second shot somewhere, and the Seahawks now that Carolina's out are sort of the only team left. And if they if um, the Browns wait to move Baker until after the draft. Like he might as well just be your backup at that point because he's a free agent after the year, and like every team's gonna have their quarterback pretty much rare quarterback rooms at least pretty much like set in stone. Definitely. So, um, this is this is such a such head scratcher. Yeah, it's like what are the Browns doing? Like they're just asking too much for him, and I feel like the Seahawks they know that they're gonna end up with him. But they're just like they have all the leverage in the world because they're like, all right, no one's else, no one else is going to trade you for him. Here's a fourth round pick, thirty eight minutes before the draft for Baker, and like, what are the Browns going to say? Well, like at least we'll be able to take one of our guys if we take this deal, and they'll be like, well, we're not keeping Baker long term. We're paying Watson, like, like yeah. And then you get you get a one year Baker, you get a Sam Darnold situation for a fourth round pick. That would be be a home run for the Seahawks. So. I kind of think that's what's going on. There might be some smoke screens going up in the leagues also. We don't find out about those until after the draft, so. Definitely. Yeah. I I don't know. This is this has just been I I believe that over the off season we're going to look back at it and we're going to see that this was the most poorly handled thing all off season. Like the Browns obviously have Deshaun Watson now and there's no need for Baker Mayfield. They do not have a good relationship with Baker Mayfield, yet they're still keeping him around. In my opinion, as soon as they signed Deshaun Watson, they should have taken the first offer no matter no matter what it was for Baker, even mm-hmm. though he was your first overall pick, because it's just creating such a hesitant culture in Cleveland, and I can feel it, and we're not Browns fans. No. So that's just, that's just how it is right now. I hope that he gets traded for the sake of Baker's just confidence as a player and the Browns organization. Um, that's just I, I would be shocked if he's not somewhere else. Oh, he, he he's a top two talented quarterback in the league. Like I know some teams might not be all in on like the whole idea of winning just yet, but it's like uh, I want to see Baker succeed. I want to see him on the field. Really, if I'm just being Me honest, too. so I do. I do like watching Baker. Okay, the Giants. Want a haul for Kadarius Tony? Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of comparisons ever since the Giants said that they're willing to trade Kadarius Tony. Like, apparently, everybody thinks that this is Walmart Tyreek Hill. What do you think of him? He's a good player when he's healthy, um, very inconsistent. But I mean, you look at like the he probably had like three games where he had like 12 plus targets this last year. He's great after the catch, definitely. I don't know if he's quite like Tyreek Hill, but it's like. I, I'm just confused as to why the Giants want to trade him. It's like you draft a guy with a high pick last year. He is banged up, which is it's, not good. It's the new system, bro. It the, really is. It's like, oh, a wide receiver's a little bit unhappy. Let's go get a bag for him. Like, dude, this guy, he, like, why would the Giants not want to kind of build around this guy? Like, you could, he could be a wide receiver one for you going down the road. You got Kenny Galladay locked up. Like, it's like whatever picks you get for him, 
there's a good chance they're not going to be better than he is. So it's like, oh, my eye. When I saw this news, I just scratched my head, and I'm like, I don't get it, but football's going to football. So am I the only, like, I feel like I'm the only one here that doesn't remember that Kadarius Tony is really not a locker room guy. It just seems like he is not for the team. He's strictly for himself. Can I, can it, I ask you something? It's not related yeah. to like that take or anything, but just kind of an open-ended question. Yeah. When's the last time you've heard of a wide receiver being a locker room guy? These guys are all like divas. Fair. Definitely. Like I mean, Hopkins. You, get, you got out. me there. Harry Hill shipped out. Devontae Adams shipped out. Apparently, Kadarius Tony on his way out. Debo, AJ Debo. Brown. Like, Debo, yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, every wide receiver needs to be like the quarterback, but like, you don't play quarterback. I don't know what it is. It's it's the new trend, like you said earlier. It's uh, you know head scratching. I don't I don't think you've brought up a better point throughout the whole podcast. I just feel like oh, there's you. there's this yeah, you got it. There's this like aura over Kadarius Tony that I can't seem to get past. It just seems like he's a just he's not a help to the Giants, no matter how good he is. And that's how I felt all of last year, other than the couple of weeks that he was very, very, very fantasy relevant. It just seems like like there's something with him. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't seem like New York wants him, and it doesn't seem like Kadarius wants to be there. I As soon as I saw that the Giants wanted to trade him, I actually wasn't surprised. But I mean, I'm looking we're just, not either. We're just going to Just talent-wise, I am surprised. Fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, last year he looked insanely good against Dallas. You're t- like ten catches, 189 yards. Like this guy was absolutely carrying the offense that game. Like he's that kind of talent, but like for sure, ah, it's frustrating because he's very fantasy relevant, but just beat up and inconsistent. And now, who knows? Like they they got the new head coach and everything. He's supposed to make everything work and. They're already in a rough start. So I'm not selling high on him yet, dynasty wise, though. Still like the talent. For sure. For sure. Very, very good take there. Honestly, he's very, seemed really good. Okay. On to our final bit of news today. And this is from a Jets beat reporter. A beat, Jets beat reporter. Um, doesn't say who it is. 49ers would be asking for the moon for Debo Samuel. No kidding. They don't want to trade him. Like, I just I this is this is <laughs> this is the biggest like to me I know I said that Baker is the biggest like bombshell of the season just with how poorly they handled this but but why does Debo want to leave I just saw Dude, this and I just do not understand this I don't get why the Jets are in on every single wide receiver name known to man oh. Debo this makes a lot of sense. For me. This actually makes a lot of sense for me. Robert Salah was me. the defensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, Robert okay. Salah was the, the defensive there, coordinator yeah. for the 49ers. He's obviously got some type of relationship with them. This this makes a lot of sense to me. The Niners, I mean, the Jets are trying to get out of the cellar. They need somebody. And they don't care who it is. If it's Debo, great. If it's Devontae, who they couldn't get, great. It just it needs to be somebody. Um, I don't think it's going to be Debo. I think Debo's going to go to a winning team. I just feel like he will. I feel like it's either going to be the Chiefs or the Packers if he does get moved. But I don't know. I, I think 
the Jets make a lot of sense because of Robert Salah, but Salah going. Sorry, had to. It's Salah, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's Robert Salah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're looking it up. Okay, First you talk about you. Here. You talk about this. If you guys okay, so, I, say, I say this every single podcast. But another thing about Jake and I's relationship ever since we were kids is we will always correct each other on names. Every every time. And it's and I won't it, I won't correct anybody else but Jake. And the thing is, is every time, like, we'll, like he will try to correct me, and I'll be like, "Oh no, it's whatever." And every time he's right. Like I, if it's salad, <laughs> which I'm like very certain it is. I'm it trying to, to find like, it. We need like a sound bite or something here because I'm, I'm. <laughs> it's it's a lot, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Regardless, I'll talk in the situation while you I gotta dig deep in. But uh, I just don't think, like, for the Jets to trade the 10th pick for, say, A.J. Brown, say, Debo Samuel, they were in on Tyreek Hill. Like, I just don't think for them that's worth it as a football move. There's so oh, much. Salah, you suck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll do the problem. We'll remember this one. <laughs> hey, I told you so. Yeah, but, yeah. uh. With that being said, like there's so there's so many needs they have. I just don't think getting like an all pro wide receiver on a soon to be big money deal is something that they should do. No. But uh they also suck at drafting. Like they aren't gonna draft a guy that's gonna be all pro. So I guess if you you gotta get your all pro somehow and if giving up the tenth overall pick is how you're gonna do it. I mean, that was a pick from the Jamal Adams trade though. So it's like you trade an all pro, wait two years and you get one back. Like I guess I can the more I'm talking about it, the more it makes a little sense. But mm-hmm. I just don't like it because the Jets suck. Yeah, <laughs> I I really would like to see Debo go to the Jets, not for fantasy, just because I think he could really help turn the locker room. He is a locker room guy, and him and Bob Salah would be great together. I think that he is a locker like even though oh, he's Debo? not. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's known for carrying the boombox. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So there's the locker room wide receiver. Boom. Uh, All right. They also, they also got our boy. They also who's got our, our boy. Oh, who's our Mr. boy? Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore. Oh, my gosh. He's your boy, buddy. Okay. <laughs> on, to, on to the main event today. I like Elijah Moore. I don't know. He's warming up to me. The main event, where we think the rookies are going to go today. Um, the I last mean, time you'll hear a landing spots, landing spots talk because – Next time we're talking about it, we'll be about where they have landed. So, I mean, we have times though. I do, I do like like the dra- the week leading up to the draft, all the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, mm-hmm. what if he goes here? And it's like I feel like last year there was a couple better like homes to running backs because that's just always gets me excited. Pittsburgh, dude. Like, Pittsburgh I, was like the yeah, that was the place. The Steelers to be, were the was, the like, storybook spot. And I was in on like Zeke when he was drafted. Like I feel like I can always just see a running and like this year there's like nothing. Like there's not a, not a running really? back and not a team where I'm like, if he goes here, I'm taking him top ten. Like, no. Oh, let's yeah, get I into could... it though. Like, I mean, Brees okay, Hall. I said, Brees I said, Hall. really, Brees. I said really, and I would like to talk about Brees. Um, James Conner got signed to a one year deal, if I'm not wrong, right? That's correct. Brees Hall's going to the Cardinals. He's the best wide. He's the best running back in the draft, and the Cardinals need a running back. 
because James Conner is not going to be around forever. He's getting older. Brees Hall is that workhorse type running back. I In two years, we're going to be saying Brees Hall is a top 15 running back. I think he's going to be a top three pick in dynasty drafts. Um, I don't know. I really would be excited if Brees goes to the Cardinals. We'll have to see. But, but yeah, that's where I – I believe Brees Hall will be going to the Cardinals. What do you think? I do think the Cardinals take a running back, but I don't think it's Brees. I think Brees will probably go before they're looking to go running back. Uh, with that being said, I think he goes to the Bills late in the first. I think I think the Bills are going to be the – I think Brees Hall is the best running back in class, and that's why I think he goes first. I think there's going to be one first-run running back. And I think it's because every other team is like – they either have so many needs where like running back just isn't that high of importance where it's like, Oh, yep. we can find someone to play running back. But it's like the bills where it's like, it's almost like the chiefs with when they drafted CEH where it's like, what having this guy would be like a luxury or at least that's what they thought when they drafted CEH. He really has not been a luxury. At least I'm sorry. I was very high on him. Um, but with that being yeah, said, it, like it's sad. like it, it, the simulations seem too similar for it like not to happen and that's why I think he goes to the Bills in the first round. You think he's in the first round to the Cardinals? Definitely. I okay. think he's the first okay. running back taken off the board at I'll, pick twenty three. Really yep. Okay. Um next guy, Isaiah Spiller. I'll let you just I'll I'll let you start it off with Isaiah Spiller. Well I think I think he's going to the Cardinals in the second round. Or okay. second round, he's gonna be the third running back off of the board. I think the Cardinals, like, they're not – they're a great team. But to compete in that division, you know, you can't – I don't think you can be taking running backs in the first round when you have James Conner on a one-year deal. But that's okay. why I, I do think they do take a running back. It's a need, obviously. James Conner, you know, he's aging. He was great last year, but it's like he's been injury-prone a couple of years before. And you just need a second guy in that offense because they run so up-tempo and – they run so many different sets, and they, they don't go under as much as why I think they take Spiller compared to Kenneth Walker. But uh, I think – I mean, if he's there, and it's kind of the same situation where it's like it's the Devontae Williams situation. It's like, okay, they got a, a has-been top 10 fantasy running back that's, you know, kind of vulturing some points away from the rookie. And it's like if Melvin Gordon leaves, you know, Devontae Williams is going to be great. But if he stays like James Conner did, it's like you're – yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, actually, think... that's that's a really good point that you just brought up. Actually, I wanted to say that about Brees. I just, it just kind of slipped my mind. I see Brees a lot. I don't think that he's as talented as Javante Williams, but I think that we see a lot of similarities with how I think that they're going to be utilized. I can see James Conner and Brees both in that running back 20 to 15 range this year, 15 to 20 range this year. Mm-hmm. And next year next offseason it's going to be man i really hope james connor signs somewhere else and i hope that they can let Brees roam free i see that i just those similarities in my mind i really i really see that so so yeah yeah that's, that's worth mentioning good point for sure for sure where do you okay. where do you see as spiller going though so yeah. running back off the board to the cardinals and i agree with Correct. you that he'll be the third running back off the board i actually don't First, but but um, I think he's gonna go to the Falcons. Yeah, I think he's gonna go to the Falcons in the first in in the second round. They need a running back. 
is not going to be able to do everything as he did last year because they don't have as good of a quarterback as they had last year. I think that Isaiah Spiller is going to take the brunt of the work at the running back position. Um, it, I see a running back going to the Falcons, and Kenneth Walker just is not the play style that the Falcons have have really gone after over the last couple of years. They've really – you see with mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, of course, Daryl Patterson, these versatile players that can kind of – play in anywhere on the field obviously Cordero's a different breed because he can play different positions but Kenneth Walker's more of a pound between the pads player Isaiah Spiller's more of a receiver I I just see this as a versatile player that goes to a team that's looking for versatile young players so that's why I see so, like uh, 43rd to the Falcons uh, the Falcons got a new head coach actually um, Arthur Smith and, oh, I was about to say, did they fire Arthur Smith? No, no. Oh, okay, um, yeah, he's second-year coach. So second this year is why coach. this is why I think Kenneth Walker is going to the Falcons. Actually, okay. Um, Arthur Smith, uh, he has a connection with Mariota from their Tennessee days. Tennessee runs a lot of play action, a lot of under, a lot of eye formation, a lot of single back, a lot of ace, and probably not a little jumbo every now and then. But like at least and Kenneth Walker's pretty familiar with that you know he that's what MSU runs is a lot of not, not, not as much play action but a lot of their running plays stem from going under it's interesting fit with Mariota though because he's not an under quarterback but right. I just think going forward you know Mariota's probably not the long-term answer going forward and I do think Kenneth Walker kind of fits like not, I'm not not gonna compare him to Derek Henry or anything but like their <laughs> running styles are similar. They are, they like, definitely not running styles, but like they they run from under. Like there's under running backs, and then there's like you know the I formation or the the setbacks. Like, and I just think Kenneth Walker makes a lot of sense there, and they have so many needs. Like they could draft anything, and the people that grade the drafts are going to give the Falcons A pluses because like yeah, your first three rounds you're probably drafting day one starters because they're not a good roster. But I do think right. Kenneth Walker makes a lot of sense, and they need a running back. So I hope it happens. <laughs> I, I really actually – You so have an interesting think, take for Kenneth, though. Yeah. I, I, I hope that the Falcons take Spiller or okay. Walker. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, let's get to who I think is taking yeah, Kenneth this Walker. Is, this is meat and bones right here. That's the New York Giants. Um, if you have been keeping your ear to the ground on the New York Giants as – so many do not. Um, they have a new system. They have a new GM. They have a new head coach. And they, I, they're they going to gut it, bro. I know that they're going to gut it. Saquon is not going to be on the Giants to start the year. Kenneth Walker is going to be the starting running back for the New York Giants. And he is going to be the highest drafted player in redraft and rookie drafts. In he's going to be the highest drafted rookie in rookie in wow I can't say it he's going to be the highest drafted rookie in redrafts there we go in redrafts okay I um so yeah tell us more about the trade I guess like take me take us through it I have an interesting point to bring up after after we hear your take I'm not like contradicted or anything I just want to hear what you have to say so this was your idea 
So now that I predicted that Saquon's going to be traded, you want me to predict where he where he gets traded to? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to um, hear. Oh boy, you know I haven't really thought about that. I, let's see. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's let's um let's brainstorm. Where do we think Saquon could go? I just I really like going back to Kenneth. I think Walker, Atlanta would be great. <laughs> I did I did think about saying Atlanta, but. That, that but just, but that here's, really here's the – while you think what team he's going to, I want to bring up the point about Saquon and why he actually – I think there's a good chance he does get traded. He's in the last year of his – why would the Giants pay a running back right now? They're in no position to win. So drafting a guy to get in the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon situation where it's like, all right, if we can get him for cheaper than market value is for Saquon Barkley, I guess we'll keep him. If not, Packers had A.J. Dillon ready to go. And if, if say like, if I was them though, like you don't want to keep Saquon. If you can get some picks for him now, hell yeah, why not? You're gonna lose him for nothing next year. Like, why would you? You're, I don't think they're gonna resign him. I think they're they would let him walk. So why not get some picks for him now before the draft? It's not gonna okay. happen. There's no news on it. But okay, okay, it is gonna happen, it's, and it's gonna be a third okay. rounder to, to the Eagles in division. In the That's like a sin in football. <laughs> there you go. The weird just keeps getting weirder. Yeah, I was gonna say like I like 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 the Jets want their all pro guy, man. <laughs> if you're gonna oh gosh, do get... we see another Le'Veon Bell to the Jets like like trade? Oh my like, gosh, I would not again. I no mean, sir. I think if I had to pick any team to give up a second or a third round pick. For Saquon Barkley before the draft, I think it would be the Jets. Because they're going to miss yeah, out on all the receivers the they Eagles. wanted. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, if if you have the cap, though, going forward, like a third rounder, and he turns out this next year, why not pay him? I just don't think, for like, sure. the Giants are in a position to do it because they're a little longer ahead in their rebuild than, say, a team like the Jets. But, yeah, I know that was interesting, and so I'm I, glad you brought think, that up. So, so – I mean, okay, we're going to really spiral here for a minute. I just, I would just like to re restate Kenneth Walker is going to go to the Giants. I really actually believe that the Jets are further along than the Giants in a rebuild process. Their defense is a lot better, and the Giants don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. I don't think D- Daniel, Daniel Jones is the answer. I don't think he ever will be. I don't think be. Zach Wilson is either, personally, but... Well, I don't think Zach Wilson's the answer, but I think the man behind it is. We've been through this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can, we, can, we can move on if you'd like. Oh. This, this would be a time. Summary, summary of the joke that if you didn't listen to the earlier episodes, Nolan is a huge – is it Mike White? Mike White is good quarterback. Okay. Yeah. He, he like, Michael Carter a take, like, is a good – episodes was that. Mike White is a good fantasy wide receiver when Mike White plays. Okay, moving on. Traylon Burks, our first wide receiver. Traylon Burks is going to go to the Packers with the what pick do they have? It's not their. It's not going to be their first first rounder, but with their second with the twenty eighth with the twenty eighth pick. Twenty eighth. Yep. They just I they have going... a need at wide receiver. They're gonna they're gonna plug it with Traylon Burks. Jake, where do you believe Traylon Burks is going? Very shortly after to the Chiefs. He seems like, you know, the Chiefs, they've been looking for a 
bigger body receiver. They tried to get it with Josh Gordon. It didn't really work out. They lost Tyreek Hill. Kind of a luxury pick here, but they can do that because they're the Chiefs. They got a great roster. It just seems like a very Chiefs like pick. Like, oh, we're going to take the athletic freak that's supposed to – like a lot of the hype around him, you know? A lot of the hype yeah. to be able to break out. And I think it's like – it's a very Chiefs pick. Like, well, I'll, yeah. I'm – I like to <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it more as as we go on with this. So, yeah. Yeah, I okay. You can get some breakdown on. on though. I just realized I missed a Yeah, you did. For a player, yeah, you so. did. Yeah, you did. Not, um, not the first time I've messed up on the dock this month. No, no, no. Not like in the last 2 weeks either. Okay. So, moving yeah, on from exactly. Traylon Burks. Um, we're just going to kind of run through these wide receivers we've talked about them all at length. Um, Moving on to Garrett Wilson here. Actually, this is probably – I've had a lot of hot takes this episode, and I didn't think that I was going to have a whole lot of fun talking about the draft this episode just because I'm really excited to see where they go. But just kind of conspiring about where I think they're going to go is actually a lot of fun. Um, big. No one likes a lot of receivers to – yeah, a lot of receivers big, to the yeah. Green Bay Packers. Garrett Wilson is also going to be going to the yep. Green Bay Packers. 22nd overall pick from the Las Vegas Raiders. So I would say this is probably my biggest hot take. The Packers have mission player on the offensive side of the ball in Aaron Rodgers' entire tenure, I believe. They're gonna Correct. they're gonna say to Aaron, We're sorry, we gave you all that money. Now we're gonna give you two new wide receivers that you're going to be able to go win a championship with Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. You're going to be the one, two. I'm excited for it. What do you think about Garrett Wilson? I mean, I hope that happens because I actually have him mocked up to go to the Packers biggest rival, the bears. Um, So, you know, what has been, you know what this trend is where it's, Oh, we have a good college quarterback. Let's go draft his number one receiver. Oh, oh well, that, would, that would actually be Chris Olave. We'll talk about more him him more later. <laughs> Way to just Wilson... absolutely bury Garrett Wilson. <laughs> no, I, no. Well, I think Garrett Wilson is the better receiver, and I think the no, no. It's just funny like, because right. no, no. It's just funny because you're talking about Garrett Wilson, and you're like, actually, it's Chris Olave. But they're gonna well, take Garrett okay, Wilson when when Fields was at Ohio State. Olave was the one, but yeah. Wilson and Fields obviously have a connection. Um, the reason I have this mocked up is just I feel like the Bears they don't have a first round pick. They would need to trade up to get him, okay. but they need to make something happen, and they just need to make something happen. You know, Mooney's nice. He's not a one. They let Robinson go, so you're short at receiver, and it's like I just I just see it happening. You know, they were aggressive last year. They needed to get Fields. Dude, this team needs to, like they need success and. Their offense has just always been lacking, so I think I think they see this trend and they're like, you know what, Justin, we really believe in you. We're gonna get you one of your old college teammates to go and I, run it back with, and it's interesting. I think that that would be an awesome move for Chicago with Cincinnati. I don't think that Justin Fields is as good as Joe Burrow, obviously, and I don't believe that Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave are as good as Jamar Chase is. However, it does apply. If you have chemistry before you even take your first NFL snap with somebody, you guys are going to see success and you're going to have a lot of – you're going to have a lot of – I would 
see that happen. I think that that would be a plus for both Justin Fields and either you think it would be Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. Um, all right, let's let's move on to Drake London here. I think that Drake London's going to go to the Chiefs because he's fast. Um, the Chiefs really like to draft fast wide receivers. Drake Drake London isn't just fast. He's very good. He's talented. He's your favorite wide receiver in this draft. Um, oh, I, yeah, think I, I like like him a lot. Yeah, he's very good. Um, I just I don't know. I think if you get him. I don't know how because he's going to get taken before pick twenty nine, but. I really mm-hmm. see I, – I think that the Chiefs see a need at wide receiver. They see that they need speed also. I don't know if that means that they could pivot and go Jameson Williams because Jameson maybe Williams – Pickens? Pickens also maybe. I don't know. I just see a lot of speed coming from the Chiefs. Um, I can Jameson Williams to go to them just because, you know, he's going to be injured for the first eight to 12 weeks. And the Chiefs are in arguably the best division in football. But that's that's also a possibility. I don't know. Drake London to the Chiefs. I'll just leave it there. Jake, what do you think? I have him on the commanders. So last week we talked about possibility of a Terry McLaurin trade. I don't know what that means. He's unhappy. I don't know what that means. There's been no news about that since. With that being said, they also need some more punch on offense. You know, the defense is – they were they played good two years ago. They struggled a little bit last year. Chase Young. They have a really great defensive line. I think they go they go offense. You know they just got Wentz. And now it's like all right, McLaurin's nice. You know Adam Humphrey's not as nice. Tony Gibson's cool out of the backfield, but he's a running back. And it's kind of like a luxury pick where it's like you know what we're gonna score some more points this year. This division's winnable for the Commanders, I think, and. I know Nolan said that Drake Lyons is my favorite receiver out of this class. Yeah, he really is. I think he he's he's going to be special, and I think he's a kind of a true one. And whether that has to do anything with Terry McLaurin, I you know it would be a lot easier to say Commanders would take a wide receiver if we knew McLaurin was on his way out. But I think he stays personally, and I think Drake and McLaurin are going to be a nasty one too. And I think the res uh, commander's offense is going to be much improved. I kind of disagree with you when you say that I think it's easier for the commanders to take a receiver when McLaurin's on the way out because I think that last year the commander's defense with how they played was just such an outlier. They're, in my opinion, a top-five defense in football, and they just didn't play like it. Chase Young got injured. On paper, for the year. yeah. On paper, I mean, they. that's why I don't think they, they go defense. I don't like think they go defense either. Is- it wasn't a problem and then it's like well, you got your quarterback you got Antonio Gibson so it's like there's no it's like, I'm just trying to see who they're gonna pick and it's like a wide receiver makes the most sense to me so and much sense London's gonna be going around like that area and then like all right I, I like the fit I, I just it makes sense to me so very I was just feeling, very you know? yeah, definitely I think that that could be a pretty two punch on to Chris Olave. Um, I, uh, I just see it, like we were talking about the Jets just need somebody. Um, like one of the wide receivers, they're going to take Chris Olave, in my opinion. I don't that I really like going there. 
you make the argument for Jameson Williams. Uh, make the argument for honestly, it's either Jameson Williams or Chris Olave for me, and I think that it's Chris Olave because he's a smooth route runner. They he he doesn't have an injury. The Jets team that's willing to take risks right now on players. So Chris Olave to the Jets. I'm really stumbling through this one, but I just I'm perplexed on where I think Chris Olave is gonna go. Um, the Jets make sense to me, so that's where I think he'll go. Uh, so I'll you like looking through all these receivers, and you know London's super. He's fast, and he's he's long, he's lengthy. Garrett Wilson, you know, he's very he's hyped up. Traylon Burks, very hyped up. Jamison Williams, he was obviously great before the ACL injury. Another hyped up prospect. So like that leaves the Packers just never take the hyped up receivers like they, they're always taking guys <laughs> under the radar and like and that's where crystal lave is right now he's a little under the radar and you look at the first round receiver or not the first round the second or third round receivers that have turned out for the packers <laughs> oh Devontae oh, Adams, jordy nelson, jordy nelson randall cobb like crystal lave kind of reminds me of those guys coming out so i think it makes a lot of sense the Packers are under a new regime now in terms of head coach and GM, but I still think like he could fit good into the system. And I do think in terms of Rogers getting the ball to him when he's going to be open, he's a good route runner. He's not going to burn you with his speed, but he's fast. Like, I think, I think that is the way the Packers are going to go. And he's, he's also older too, but he's more mature. He's a more mature receiver, I should say, in terms of getting open and, the Packers, they need that now because their win now, you know, you can't wait for the you can't wait for a trailing Burks or a Drake London to kind of develop and reach their full potential, even though they might have more of it than Chris Olave. But I think it makes too much sense for him to go to the Packers, and I think that's what's gonna happen in the first round on Thursday. That is a very good analysis of something that very well could happen. I he's very smooth. Um He's not necessarily he makes mistakes. He's just very, very even, even keel the way that he runs. He can definitely fit into a Green Bay Packers type offense. Um, can I actually apologize to him quick? I didn't realize he was like, I'm pretty sure he was actually top three in speed in the 40s. So he can burn by you, actually. That's that's my bad. I just looked that up because I, I was talking and I was like, I think that's wrong. Well, I'm sure, but with that, that, being said, I'm sure that he's me. listening. I'm sure that he's listening. Okay. Oh yeah, Chris, we love you. Hey, Chris, if you if you want to come on the show, you just send us a DM at the Fantasy Pack, and we'll we'll make that happen. All right, Jameson Williams, our last wide receiver that we'll be talking about today. Sorry to George Pickens, but uh, we've got a time limit. I really like Jameson Williams, and it is really sad that he tore his ACL. If he because... so, can we agree on something? If he did not tear the ACL, he should be the first wide receiver off the board. Can we agree on that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm glad we get that out of the way because I feel the same way. He, this guy is he's uber talented, and it's sad that he is hurt, and it, I'm sad that it affects his draft stock because that's millions of dollars that yeah. I think he deserves. But uh, with that being said, the only guy – The only guy – As of right now – and two people that have made me feel this way is Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers and you. Um, 
Drake London might be the best wide receiver in the draft. That is just and because, it's because I think opinion, he's got the most like <laughs> I think he's got the most potential. Um yeah. I, okay, yeah, on to so. random random thoughts with Nolan. Jameson Williams is going to go to the Texans, and he's going to get paired with uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback Davis Mills. Uh, this is a storybook. Storybook that That'll is be being a written in front of our girl. eyes. It'll be electric. Um, Jameson Williams going to the Texans. Sadly, we won't be able to see this masterpiece play on field until week 10 to 12. I mean, week 8 through 12. Let's just hope for a good, clean recovery for Jameson Williams so we can see what this guy actually has. Where do you where do you think he's going to go? Um, Texans are interesting fit. The only reason I don't think he goes to Houston is just they have so many other needs. Um, Fair. I don't think they go receiver that early. I, I could see them in like a George Pickens type, though. I think he that would be also, a good fit. Also, another thing that – Or would... the kid from Penn State, too. Yeah, another thing that helps your need, um, your case is that they would have to get through your team in the second round. Um, who do you think is going to be taking Jameson Williams? I think the Jets will, and I think they like. I think this is because you know they've been looking for one of these type of receivers via trade. I mean, if you look at like the guys like Williams ran the ball at Alabama, he caught the short passes. He's great after the catch. Makes big plays happen. It's kind of what the Jets have been looking for. Oh, and by like, oh, you're coming off an ACL. We're not going to be good. We don't need you to come back fast. Take the year off. Come back year two healthy. You're still going to be a rookie, but come back year two healthy, and and make it happen then. Like, I think they just there's not going to be as much pressure, so they they feel like oh, it's it's a it's a type of receiver that they're looking for, and I think injury wise, it just makes perfect sense for them to let him get back to full health and then let him reach his full potential. And I think he can in this offense. Um, and also they're, they've just been in on every receiver and you had them getting one. And this is the guy I have them getting. I feel like they're going to get one, whether it's trade draft or both, honestly. So that is what I have on James Williams. And I do want to say, I know I've, I'm a very slim pickings and taking Jets players. If he does go to the Jets, he would be a guy I would be targeting dynasty wise. He's gonna be a guy I target dynasty regardless, but on the Jets offense, yeah, he's gonna have... I might bump him a little bit. He's gonna have that value when you're in your when you're in your rookie drafts for dynasty just because of the ACL. If you're not a team that's looking to win this year, you might want to bump him off over a couple of guys that land in port. Let's say uh, I was trying to look for somebody, but especially running backs. Single, I mean, yeah, every single wide receiver that we've pegged, actually, we don't really have anybody going to a terrible spot. So honestly, we don't want them. To, like we don't, you don't, you don't, you don't think about it until it happens. You're like, do they take a receiver? Like, do that. You, you you want the teams that need receivers and are fantasy relevant to take receivers, and that's why I think we have a lot of these receivers going to pretty fantasy relevant offenses. So. For that sure. makes sense, though. All right, well, well that's, that's our wide receivers. We went through Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave, and Jameson Williams. Let's move on to our final four guys, the quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to let you talk about Malik Willis. This is the first and only time that we are going to agree on 
where we think guys are going to go. Um, we both think Malik Willis is going to Carolina with the sixth pick. Uh, is, what do you want to say about Malik Willis? I, I just think he has, like, Lamar Jackson-type potential. And I think Carolina is kind of like a place to go for that right now um, in terms of quarterback. Like, he could play early or he could stay back, I guess. And I, I just think it's kind of like the perfect fit. You know, they're – it's – I think they're out of, like, the top 15. Really, I think oh, – he's the only quarterback I have going in the first round. So, he's the only quarterback I have in top 32 that's kind of worthy of a first-round pick just because there's a lot of good ones next year. And other than him, I don't think the other ones have as good of potential. But the key word with him is potential because there is – a solid chance he turns out into a bust. He really didn't have the deep throw accuracy until the combine. And that tends to be the case. You know, you take the pads off, take the pressure off. This guy's looking to run. He's not looking to throw the ball deep. And then you get to the combine. It's like, Oh, I'm not running. Just loft it deep. Like, um, so yeah, there's cause for concern for him long-term, but uh, there's gobs of potential. And I love a potential quarterback when you see one. And it's the type of pick you have to make if you're Carolina, because you, he whiffed on Teddy B, or I shouldn't say whiff, but he just he wasn't the guy. He didn't. He was not the guy. Well, Sam Darnold was not the guy. Get. Definitely. Yes, and you got nothing more. Like they they weren't the long term sure. answer. You need a long term answer. It's time to move on from these journeymen, or trying to strike lightning in a bottle. You might be trying to strike lightning in a bottle, but at least you're doing it in the draft. And I don't think they'll be high enough to take the studs next year. So I think you got to take advantage of that this, this Thursday and take Malik. So we're going to move on to Kenny Pickett and Jake and I couldn't be further apart on this one. No, we could not. I don't understand. You go first and then I'll, I'll get yeah, 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 after, sure, sure. after you take sure, it. That's a good idea. Sure. I don't understand why nobody all of a sudden was Kenny Pickett. Is it just me or during actual college football season before we started measuring hands and doing QB pro days where uh, there's no defense on the field. He was all over Kenny Pickett because he was actually the best college football quarterback. That's why the Falcons are going to be smart and they're going to take Kenny Pickett eighth overall. Um, they have Marcus Mariota. So Kenny Pickett's not going to play this year. The Falcons are going to be terrible. They're going to get some offensive line help next year in the draft. Kenny Pickett's going to have an offensive line and start his and start his career in 2023 for the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be a really good pick. He's a good quarterback. He's I really like him. Uh, I'll let you say the complete opposite about him. I just want to say it has nothing to do with hand size. I just don't think there's a lot of potential with him. I think – He's kind of like what you see is what you get. You know, he's going to be 24 soon. Um, I th- I have him going to Seattle in the second round. Um, whether they get Baker or not, I think he could go in and I think he could beat out Drew Locke for a starting job. I agree. But I just – I think the Falcons, like we talked about earlier, they have so many needs. Yeah. So, like, why take a quarterback right now? I, I also don't see any other teams really that would be like, oh, let's – I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. I do see – I mean, here's my hot take with him, though. I don't I don't think he's, like, one of the better quarterbacks in the class. My hot take is he's going to be the fifth quarterback off the board, actually. 
Okay. Um, with that being said, obviously I have Malik over him. I have Matt Corral over him. I have Desmond Ritter over him. And I have Sam Howell over him. Um, I do see a run of second-round quarterbacks. I think everybody after Willis is, is kind of like – I just don't see a lot of potential. I don't see a lot of these guys being – getting to a second huge contract like a lot of the quarterbacks in the last couple of years have kind of gotten to. Um, and with that and – and also there's so many good ones next year coming. I think some teams that, that might give the quarterbacks an extra year and be like, you know what, if we're bad – we can. I'd rather strike out on Bryce Love or uh, not Bryce Love, Bryce Young, or C.J. Stroud than I would rather strike out on Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not. I got, it's the same thing for a lot of the quarterbacks down the road. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the quarterbacks outside of Willis. Um, I think that I think that's he, the... Kenny Pickett will go. He will go probably second or third. He's he's better. I just. I don't think a lot of them are great, honestly. Like, yeah. I think that that's the two around just valuing these guys out. Nobody really sees anything. Um, um, we both agree on Malik Willis, Carolina, because as you said, he's got what could be looked at as the most potential. The reason why I'm high on Kenny Pickett is I know that it's very college. And the college game does not necessarily correlate with the professional game, but moving from Pitt to the NFL, you see what he did for Pitt and the program. I just wonder what he can do for a program in the NFL. I'm really, really fascinated to see what Kenny Pickett does in the first three, four years of his career, because I think that he could turn into a good solid quarterback at the NFL level that can win somebody games. I would probably say the same. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I would probably be saying the same thing if he did what he did in the SEC. ACC is not just not a great football conference, doesn't play against a lot of competition um, compared to the SEC. Um so yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say in terms. I of I mean, that. at the same time, look at he also didn't have an extremely insanely good line. Like the reason why I never like anybody out of Alabama that's a quarterback is because they never get hit. Like Clemson never get hit. These guys, like obviously, I'm not trying to say I didn't like Deshaun Watson. I didn't like Trevor Lawrence. Like, obviously, these guys. I was going to say, they turned out seemingly all right so far. No, no, for sure. But, like, it just – Kenny Pickett has played against talent that is continuously going after him during the game, and his line isn't doing a whole lot about it. It just – I don't know. I don't have a lot to explain. I just really do. And – We'll see if Atlanta feels the same way that I do. All right, before we, we will. before we talk for more than ten minutes about Kenny Pickett, let's talk about Matt Corral. I have him going in the second round to the Steelers. I really thought about saying that Kenny Pickett should go to the Steelers in the second round. It makes a lot of sense just because of Pitt. He's a hometown kid. If he does get to the second round, I can see Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. But Falcons are taking him. So, they got to take somebody, and that's going to be Matt Corral. 
What do you think? Yeah, um, I think he actually goes to Detroit with their top second round pick. Um, I think they do, like. I know they they have so many needs also, but like if you're Detroit right now, and you already got a, a top two pick, like you can take a shot on a guy like this. You're not going to be competitive next year. You're going to have another high pick. Like, take a shot on Matt Crow. Oh, one year he doesn't work out. All right, we're horrible again, and we can take one of the top two guys next year. Like, it makes some sense to me to try, try and try like why not like why not try and catch a davis mills davis mills was great and now the texans aren't <laughs> going to draft a quarterback this year like oh man. i mean okay keep going like for real though like no they, yeah i'm i am 100 with the second round quarterback like i think they're going to take a quarterback it might end up being the second it probably won't be in the second round i have four second round quarterbacks that probably won't happen but i mean Corral, Ritter, Sam Howell. I, I think they get one of those three guys probably. Um, and I think – I hope they're able to compete with Jared Goff for a starting spot midway through the year. And then if you're Detroit, like I said earlier, just like why not see what you got with them if it doesn't work out? Like no strings attached really. Like you could, you could be a good backup for a while and go after a guy next year. So that is my – that's where I think – well, I think Detroit's game plan kind of is after their second overall pick going into Thursday. So I want to ask you a question now. Um, who do you think the like most gritty quarterback is out of the top five in the draft? Mm. It there's it's not probably not Willis and it's probably not Howell. It's between. Corral, Pickett, and Ritter. They all okay. hang in the pocket when they're playing. I mean, obviously, Pickett's known for his fake slide. That takes some balls. Corral's kind of a slinger. That guy loves slinging the football. And, and Ritter, he's a he's a pro's pro. He stands in the pocket. He takes his hits. He hits his throws. Like, ah, I don't know. That this I would. We're gonna need to see him at the next level for sure. They all played. Not they didn't. You didn't see a lot of these guys playing in like huge games. And I think that's where you kind of find the grit in them. Definitely. So it's, it's tough to pick now. Because I don't have Detroit taking any of these quarterbacks, but my answer to who I think that Detroit is most likely to take is whoever they see is the most of a leader and is the most gritty because we've seen Dan Campbell. He does not want these guys who that's will not stand up for his team. That's um, starts at the quarterback. Jared Goff is not that guy. I can definitely see somebody going to the to the Lions. It could be Desmond Ritter. Could be Matt Corral. I don't think it'll be Kenny Pickett. I think um, it'll be a third or fourth round quarterback. Yeah, and I yeah. think if one, I there's a good shot one of these guys falls because there's there's like we've talked about before. There's an abundance of quarterbacks and not enough teams, and that works out great for Detroit because more than likely one of these guys will fall to him late. And, like, why not? It's just like a why not type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Desmond Ritter. I, you know what? I really want to say Detroit now, but I'm going to stick with what I originally thought. Um, the Washington Commanders just looked at the Indianapolis and said to themselves, wow, we need a backup plan for if Carson Wentz can't be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's why they're going to take Jess, uh, Desmond Ritter. Um their uh, second round pick what do you think is going to happen with this man 
Um, I think he goes to the team you thought Matt Corral was going to in the Steelers. Um, okay, okay. I just, again, like, he kind of – I can see him and, like, Tomlin just getting along, like, being able to – like, he's he hits the short throws that Big Ben could not last year, and that's going to pick up so many extra first downs. Um, and in terms of, like, other quarterbacks, like the the five, I guess, that I've listed before, I think he's probably going to be the best at doing just that, like – He's not going to be asked to throw the ball down the field too much. And I don't – is he going to beat out Mitchell Trubisky? You know, probably not. Probably not right away. I, I don't think, think that they would the ask him to. Polished. I – Like, he – but if he needs to come in and play, I think he – out of all the guys, I think he would do the best. And I think in, like, a like a Tomlin system – Tomlin – all you hear about Mike Tomlin is that the players love him. And like Definitely. all you hear about Desmond Ritter is that like he's such a great teammate, and that's why Definitely. I just think that it like personality wise, it's like the interview like I can just see it going well. The scheme wise, I think it fits great. Like ah, it makes a lot of sense. But there's a shot. It also like there's there's probably an outside chance of it happening. Um, if Pickett's there, I think they would take Pickett. I agree with you. But uh, again, like I, I said earlier, I'm not super high on really any of these guys. But I do think they're a little better than Pickett, so that's why I, I you know, had a had to stay with my hot take and put someone ahead of him. So for sure, what for sure, I'm for arguing. Sure. Okay, well, what I've picked up from where we think these guys are going to go um, for the running backs, we see the Cardinals getting somebody for sure, and we think that the Falcons are going to take one of the top three for sure. Um, some wild cards. You think that Brees Hall is going to? go to the loaded backfield with the Buffalo Bills. I think that a huge splash is going to come. Uh, Kenneth Walker is going to go to the Giants with the wide receiver. Club. Obviously, you don't see the Yeah, it's bad. a lot of consensus. You see the Packers sure. taking someone. We have the Chiefs taking someone. We have the Jets. A lot of those teams have just been linked to receivers. Uh, you have the Texans taking someone. I have the Commanders taking someone. I also have the Bears taking someone. I am excited you know, to see what the Bears do now. Because if really? they take – oh, for sure. If they take one they of those wide receivers. So, they don't have a first-round pick. They would need to trade definitely. into that spot to do one. But I was looking at that because they had to trade all those picks for, for yep, Justin for Fields. Fields last year. Yep. So I don't know, there's, there's something about college chemistry. It's just – of what Jamar and Joe Burrow have been able to do. But not. I wouldn't even say – I wouldn't limit it to that. I mean, Tua and uh, Waddle, like they were, right. they were good last year. Yeah, you're definitely and then, right. Hurts uh, uh, and uh, Devante, like they were, they were good last year too. Like it's, it definitely. works, it works. I I really hope that that happens actually because not only do these create really good storylines, but it creates really good locker room. I feel like because these guys can they they're were boys. comfortable with in college. Yeah, they're boys. That's 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 perfect. That's all you had to say. All right, mm-hmm. and with the quarterbacks, Carolina's getting somebody, and that somebody is Malik Willis, in our opinion. You never know. Um, but after that, it's just kind of a crapshoot. We think the Steelers are going to take a backup. I don't think that whoever the Steelers take will make a start next year, but we'll have to see. And after that, it's kind of pick your poison. The Falcons are in the running. The Lions could be a team. Seattle, if they don't trade for Baker, could be a squad that picks up a quarterback. The Commanders mm-hmm. also, do they do they want Carson Wentz? Um, 
a lot of it, a lot of questions are going to be answered here in the next week, and we are going to be really excited to unpack all of it next Tuesday. Just hot take, pick it the fifth quarterback off the board. After talking about the T. Higgins news, I really hope this doesn't happen. But if he does not see the field in preseason, he is not going to be a top 35 wide receiver in 2022. Let's hope that he sees the field. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to be taking him in any drafts. Um, Is there anything you want to say about that, Jake? Yeah. Well, not that specifically. I do have one lock, and it's an NFL draft lock. Oh, gosh. I'll talk to you guys today. Um, totals, over-unders in the first half, uh, first half, um, over-unders in the first round. And, you know, not a lot of quarterbacks this year. I do think a lot of receivers will go, a lot of um, edge rushers, a lot of linebackers. Um, the over-under for offensive linemen in the first round is seven and a half. The lock is under seven and a half. Uh, most mocks have six, some have seven. You need under eight. Um, so I think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be too many other positions. And I do think a lot of interior offensive linemen will go at the top of round two. And that will cause the under seven and a half offensive linemen in the first round, minus 120 to hit on Thursday night. Well, you can't argue with this guy with betting. He bet against the Brewers today and he won money. So we're just, just another day. Yeah. Just another day at the factory. Another day at the factory, baby. We are very thankful that you have listened to us for every single week I say this, but this is our longest podcast ever now. Um, writing the doc today, I thought this was going to be a shorter one. Um, you just start talking yeah, we about really, Yeah, we got talking. That was good Good analysis given on uh, really, a lot really. of picks and a lot of team situations. So. As always, we're thankful for you guys. We love you. We hope that you guys have an awesome Tuesday, and we hope that you guys enjoy the draft. Um, we haven't been posting very much lately, but that's just because we're kind of getting ready for finals here in college. Um, and NFL's been dry, sort getting, of. Yeah, oh, definitely. We're just getting ramped up for the draft. We're going to be back soon. We're going to be back on Thursday for sure. And after that, look out for our podcast posts. Look out for our polls. We're going to be the draft we're thankful for you guys we love you have an awesome day and we'll talk to you later peace